Welcome to Bridge from Nowhere. We're out at Sheep Creek, Andy. And Jamie. We're in the search for Lou. He's Where? out fishing somewhere. Where's Lou? So all we hear is the sound of seagulls and uh, these look like humpies coming in, huh? Yeah. Dead, dying humpies just <laughs> flapping through the stream. Lou's out looking for some silvers. They're still to be caught out here. And uh, Oh, and of critical note, Lou doesn't have his phone with him. So we are reliving the days before cell phones, which many of us remember, where like if a person was out in the world, you just had to go hunt them down like a weird creeper, like we're doing right now. So we're hunting down Lou, yeah. and this is the beginning of this episode of Bridge from Nowhere. Back in the studio now. We found Lou. Oh, we found Lou. Thank God. Thank there, you. there was touch and go there for a minute. Lou, Thank we, you guys. We, well, and uh, it's not like I'm, we're not trying to say we saved Lou. We just found him. I feel a little bit like we saved Lou. We found him when he walked back to his car. Yeah, we were sitting in the van. <laughs> Empty of fish. Oh. No fish in my hands. You're looking for silvers. Yeah. What was your technique tonight? Technique is to um, find a child. <laughs> yes, number right. one. And take, of course, take his silver. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you don't even bring. You don't even bring gear. Wait, what? <laughs> and yet you struck out tonight, huh? I bring a beer <laughs> and a child beating stick <laughs> to get them off. You know, some of them bite. <laughs> child beating stick. So, so you're uh, you're not fly fishing? You're no, s- no. That takes skill. <laughs> I don't know. Does it? Uh, uh, Probably a little, marginal. Yeah. So what? Uh, so what is your? What were you trying tonight? Were you, were you, you're not doing live bait. No, I have a spinner called a flying C. Ooh, it's mm. pink. What does Hot the C pink? stand for? You know, I was asking myself the same question, <laughs> but I was too lazy to look it up. Okay, seven eighths ounce with a silver blade. I cut off the uh, treble hook, and I put on a single hook. I prefer that. And you don't catch fish? No, no. I I'd, uh, I go out there to avoid being on a radio show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well done. Mission accomplished. Yes, good work. Well done. Yes. Well, I came to the studio, and as soon as I pulled in, I realized I didn't have my phone to tell you guys I'm here. So I sat there for 15, 20 minutes, hoping you guys were late. We were oh. having beers in the Prospector. Oh, you Next were time you should think about looking in the nearest bar. Yeah. <sighs> That's prospector. some good advice. You, yeah. Usually at the other place. Walking distance. Yeah. Just right there. Damn it. Beers. Yep. Mm. And nachos. I sent you a text saying, chicken nachos, come get them. I miss nachos. Damn. You miss I know, though you missed out on nachos. <laughs> Sometimes bringing your phone leads to nachos. Speaking of which, Jamie, you just uh, got back from the Minnesota oh, State speaking Fair. Speaking of nachos, they don't. I guess they do have nachos there, but they I didn't must. have any. I mean, they do. Yeah, yeah. Tell Deep us. fried nacho ball, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Nacho, nacho plate on a stick. Nacho plate on a stick. Tell us about some of the foods available. Oh well, they had bowl o dough. Mm. O apostrophe. <laughs> what? Wait. What is bowl o dough? Well, you take a bowl. Yeah. And you fill it with dough. Yeah. And then it costs $8. <laughs> it was a, um, uh, a Pat, actually, our, our beloved friend Pat Race actually got bowl O dough, the O like barrel O monkeys. And, uh, double glucose. It was like, it's like a flight of different kinds of cookie dough. 
Ah. Yeah. It was actually pretty good. A lot of the cookie doughs kind of tasted the same, but yeah. it's all cookie dough. It's, it tastes good. Mm. Just that raw, uncooked yeah. oh, egg. Oh, yeah. Just delicious. Salmonella. And, well, that's mm, the least of your problems at the Minnesota just, State Fair. You pray for salmonella. Yeah, you've made your, you've made your bargain <laughs> the minute you walk in the gates. The only way I'll survive long term is to get salmonella, salmonella within the next week. Salmonella is the best thing for you after the fair. Anything that gets that stuff out of you. They have know. a booth, the salmonella yeah, booth. Yeah, the old salmonella booth. It's in the, it's in the food Why building. Why isn't it pronounced salmonella? <laughs> well, oh, good question, actually. It's got salmon in it. Yeah. I always think of it like salamander. Mm. I always think about it like two people named it Sam and Ella. <laughs> As though they were the first people to get it. <laughs> old salmonella. Every, everyone yeah. hated that couple. Yeah. Like some, some town where everybody just got the, sick. They're the worst couple to invite to your yeah. party. <laughs> just like, Never invite yeah. Sam and Ella. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what happened at your party last week? Well, Sam and Ella came. Oh, oh God. Well. So they should make a uh, fish and chips place. In the uh, tourist district here, called run by women called Salmon Ellas. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I think that would do well. I think it would. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Salmon Ellas. We should also open a place called Botch Ulysum. <laughs> I don't know what we would sell. Mm, I don't know. Just just just, um, just cans that are bursting at the seams. Oh yeah, just, yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. Just old peaches. Yeah, yeah. just terribly done up. home canned goods. Oh, like historic? <laughs> no, like historic Alaskan. Like we can go find a bunch of stuff on the Chilkoot Trail. Well, bring it just down. Potted yeah. meats. Potted meats. Mm. Oh, potted That's meats. Peated, potted meats and yeah. spotted dick. Mm, potted mm. meats. What is spotted dick? What's in spotted dick? I don't know. You know, you've had spotted dick before. Well. <laughs> There's two ingredients, spots and dick. Done. It does kind of, yeah, explain itself. What I is, think it's raisins uh, and is the spots. And is it like is it like brown bread with raisins or something? That's my guess. Yeah. It's probably about it's like four to six inches long. It's sort of like it's sort of like date nut bread, right? Yeah. You ever yeah. had I've had brown bread in a can. I've always oh, seen I it have in the two, store. Actually, yeah. And I've always wanted to buy it, but it's surprisingly expensive. Which I, one? I like the idea of having a bread in a can and opening it, opening it, and your bread is the shape of the can. Yeah, like the like the cranberry <laughs> sauce on well, Halloween. I, on I have fond childhood memories of date nut bread, which was always in a can. How's it taste? Um, it's sweet. It's good, and it's magical if you put date nut bread and Philadelphia brand cream cheese and make a date nut bread sandwich, which oh. is date nut bread with cream cheese in the middle. It's actually like I'm hungry right now thinking about it. Wow. And it's weird. I'm not saying it's not weird. It is, We're going to have to try it. It is bread out of a can. Did you ever dip that in uh, blackstrap molasses? I never – no, no, oh, no. That was callback to a previous yeah. – Yeah, but I, no. I mean I, – and, and when I was – by the way, when I was at home in Florida because I also just oh, went yeah, on a trip. Oh, yeah, I just went to Florida. Huh. My mom made shoe fly pie. And how was it? It was <laughs> transcendently What's wonderful. What's shoe fly pie? Shoe fly pie is molasses pie. Oh, God. <laughs> Lord. Oh, I think I'd like it. I don't think I would. You've never heard of shoe fly pie? You've heard of it. I had. Yeah. We, we tried making it, but we did a bad job, Yeah, I think. yeah. Right. We did try making it. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, my mom did – you can do dry bottom or wet bottom shoe fly pie. She did wet bottom shoe fly pie. What's is that better? Uh, well, it's literally dry or wet at the bottom of the pie, mm. and the wet bottom really the 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 it, the molasses settles down and creates kind of a gel 
of molasses. Wait, how do you control the bottom of the pie? It just is the way the dough is mixed. If you mix it in one way, the the molasses stays suspended in the dough. Oh. And in the other way, the molasses kind of falls out, and but the dough still creates a pie. Every pie that I make, everything falls out. It's to the magical. Yeah. It's a mat. Shoe fly pie is a magical elf-like pie. Wow. It's a wonderful thing, but you have to really like molasses. <laughs> and the ingredients are what? Molasses and butter. Pie. Molasses and the rest of what you make pie yeah, with. Pie, yeah. I'm just happy I have a term for all the pies I make now. Wet it's, bottom pie. It's yeah. molasses, butter, flour, and maybe like condensed milk or something like that. Mm. But like a lot of butter and a lot of molasses. How did she know you wanted one of these? Because I mentioned that I did maybe. So, oh, but could, could you like go to the store and get like an Oreo pie crust and just fill it with molasses and put it in the oven? No, 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 that won't work. No, no, it's that's, a, how, that's how I make wet bottom it's a, pies. It's a delicate oh, thing, yeah. shoe fly pie. It's mm. a thing. What you need is a mom. You need mom. Mom can do that. And uh, yeah, she was, she was, uh, yeah, she was in, you know, my mom likes to bake for her kids when they're home. Yeah, that's what moms so like she to does do. It. Yeah, yeah. So moms she goes love for to it. do that. Yeah. In fact, I have to say that one of the major disappointments, it was actually a thing. This was the thing that happened as far as visiting home this time. Your comics were thrown out. I mentioned to her that, um, you know, hey, we're trying to not eat eat so much meat, you know. Trying to, you know, like we're eating a lot of fish and trying to stay away from the meat, you know. And uh, she was she like opened up the refrigerator and inside were steaks, pork chops. Oh, poor mom! <laughs> Chicken, like all this meat. I was bought these in for there. you, right. Andy. Totally. So, did you eat it or not? I kind of said if we could, and we brought down a bunch of fish. Okay. So there was a bunch yeah. of fish that right. we cooked. Yep. And um, we and then we we went out. A, you know, I, yeah. I like we took them took my folks out, and you know we went and had a great time out and ate at restaurants. And so we worked around it, but it was a big deal because I'm she was really looking forward to making oh. some meat based things, yes. which are delicious. Oh but yeah, health reasons. Just trying to be a little healthier and not eat so much of the red meats, especially mm. and the pork and stuff like that. So. I had lots of meat based things on my. It's trip. delicious. I'm not oh. against it. For eating purposes, I just, you know, I'm trying to, you know, just live a little healthier. So speaking of Florida, your parents live there, and there's a hurricane, Irma, Irma coming. Bearing down. They decided to stay. Yeah. So they've, you know, they've been through a few of these. And um, the last one that really ripped up that community, which is Fort Myers, was Charlie. And it ripped up their house pretty bad. Like, they never saw their pool enclosure again. (laughs) <laughs> they have mm. a big screen pool thing. It just was gone. Mm. They lost a lot of tiles off their roof. They had water damage. But their house is a concrete block-based house. It's really pretty safe. Mm-hmm. It would have to be pretty extraordinary for something bad to happen. It's not on low ground. It's it's not crazy for them to say, we want, we're going to stay and we think we're in good shape. But it's nerve-wracking. Do they board up their windows and Yo, stuff like they, that? They, and beyond. They have the system. So, I mean, that must be – that's something I've never – like, I remember thunderstorms and tornadoes when I was a kid, and we'd all go in the basement and stuff like that. And every once in a while, it would get kind of 
like really stormy outside. But hurricanes last for a little while, right? They last and for hours and hours, if yeah. not longer. And, and you're just in your boarded up bunker. And waiting. Wow. And so the bunker in that house is a walk-in bedroom and the walk-in closet in the bedroom. In the master bed, because it's in a corner, which is all cinder block. Yeah. In the corner. No windows. No windows. Yeah. And you can put a mattress over the door. Yeah. And really, you're just in there. And nothing's going to come in unless a massive tree decides it's going to spear itself into your yeah. roof. And then, hmm. which can happen, or the roof can blow off. Yeah. I mean, it, that could Those happen. things happen. Yeah. But it would have to be a really super direct hit and, you know, it'd have to be unprecedented, sort of. They fill up the bathtub with water? I don't know about that. Like, well, I've heard people do that for, like, so you have actual water to drink. Oh, they have mm, lots of. They have five days of water. Tub juice. Mm, tub just 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 move the drywall yeah. out of there, and you're good. Yeah. You know, I've, I've have, always done that, even when I weren't in hurricane country. I just I, like to. I always got a full bathtub it's in my just house. Reassuring just, to me to have the tub full of water. I like to just just trough drinking. Just in case, just in yeah. case I don't feel like going anywhere. Yeah. Make yeah. sure to keep the water level below the scum ring. <laughs> Honey, who emptied the tub? I'm thirsty. <laughs> Just dipping your head in there. I like to wash yep. and drink it. Yep. Wash. Efficient. Yeah, it's the best. So their house, was it built after Hurricane Andrew? No, no. It mm. was built in the late mm. 70s, or wow. 80s. So it doesn't have those new code changes. Uh, they have retrofitted it to, mm. I'm not sure if it meets all the code changes, but they've retrofitted it to, everything's reinforced. Mm. Like, I'm confident their house would take almost any hurricane, mm. but... Direct hit, 180-mile-an-hour winds if the eye goes over. I mean, you know, they know that that's a risk. I mean, there's risk. Hmm. There's also shelters nearby and stuff, and if they need to, they can go to a shelter and those sorts of things. It's not guaranteed, but anyway, yeah, we were trying to convince them to leave. Yeah. Like, you know, my sister and I were saying, my sister's living in L.A., and it's like— Go to Los Angeles. Hey, you know, like, hey, let's— just take a trip, but just take a weekend off. Yeah. Big deal. Seems like a good idea. But they're, you know, they want to be there. And so. Wow. It's their house. and Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's what's going on there. Man, it's nerve wracking though. Yeah. But Florida, that we uh, we were driving around in Florida and uh, uh, driving down a road and uh, I stopped the car and Heather was like, oh, what you stopped my car? I said, look over the right hand side. I'd say it was about a nine to ten footer gator. Yeah, just crossed the road. Oh, now this was in a wildlife them. preserve. Yeah, so you were expecting to see him, but uh, it was pretty cool to see this gator oh. just <laughs> dinosaur. Dinosaur. Well, that's the thing the about Florida to me is it. Florida seems to me to be just such an unsafe place. <laughs> like no matter where you go, <laughs> like you might be safer in your house than on the road with the drivers and the gators and the well, snakes. Well, it's not going to be the gators and snakes that get you. It's going to be the crazy ass people. Yeah, right. And well, <laughs> Florida man, yeah, right? Yeah, the Florida people. Florida people are the weirdest. Yeah, yeah. they're weird people. Yeah, they're weird. Yeah. I, I lived there for ten years. Florida people are strange. What makes them so strange? I think there's a thing about Florida. You know how in. Uh, I mean, I don't know if this is fair to say about Florida, but I'll just say it. But so when I – you live in Alaska, right? Mm-hmm. And we get our – Alaska has its eccentrics for yeah, sure. There's yeah. all reality shows built on these eccentrics. But the thing about eccentrics in Alaska is you have to really work hard to live in Alaska. You have to work hard to get here. Every year there's a challenge. you got to be here, right? Yeah. Florida, people just – Fall their way down to Florida, man. They just <laughs> gravity. Drift, uh, it just, takes gravity them. just goes south. 
and people just end up down there and flotsam and jetsam. I really think that's the thing yeah. in Florida. And you know, the, the, one of the number one things people say about when you say, "Well, why'd you move to Florida?" Like, I'm tired of shoveling. You know, like it's about a laziness. Like they want to just be lazy. That's why they moved to Florida. <laughs> a lot of people, it seems like, like the reason I'm here is because I was tired of hard work. And like, <laughs> that is a terrible way to start a state. Yeah. You know, that's a terrible basis for a population. I that's met a guy I when I worked in Denali who had this phrase, end of the rotors, that yeah. he liked to use. Where sure. He's like, Alaska's got a bunch of end of the rotors in it. But I suppose Florida is easier to be an end of the rotor there. Yeah. Because you just like right. I mean, you can get on I-95 or whatever and just, oh, I guess well, you, I live in Baton or not, not Baton Rouge, Fort Myers. Or, it's more like end of the dirt path. Yeah. I mean, it's just end of the, it's just. You just People who just keep going. Drifting. Yeah, man, that place is that place is nothing. That place and you is, can yeah. live there cheap, and you can live there with barely a roof over your head, and you'll live. Yeah, mm-hmm. you'll live. Now, like hurricanes, except for the gators and the snakes. Well, hurricanes and stuff like that. I mean, like it's like that's a that's an occasional once every ten year thing. But it's you know if you try to do that in Alaska, you'll die. Yeah, like you will flat out die. Yeah, and that's not Florida. You know, Florida. Like the thing is, like when when boating accidents happen in Florida. They find people floating like seven days later, and they're fine. Yeah, they're hey. just floating. Are How they, y'all oh, doing? I, I found a stick. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've just been kicking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't happen in Alaska. Yeah. You know, Alaska no. like will eat you up alive. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's the Florida thing. Yeah, that was Florida I man. I'm, that's, I know that's not fair, but that's that's how I felt. Well, about it's, it. it's, there's a perception of Florida yeah. that's not that different from that. Yeah, well, for there's, sure. There's there's comparisons to be, and we can talk. We'll talk more about those comparisons here next segment here. Bridge from nowhere. Next, New York photographer and professor Patrice Helmar joins us again, and she talks about that delicious, sparkling water that many of us can't live without. Yeah, you got a favorite? <laughs> with Chris. Your favorite La Crux? I call it La Crotch. La Crotch. Mm. And I have since I was a child. Now, <laughs> I've gotten into it. I think that you were an early influencer. Yes. And me getting into La Crux. Right. I'm a brand ambassador. Yeah. I that. love how their brand style has remained the same since my mom was drinking it in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love there. how the world has come around to it, too. Like, it's, it's always been there. Yeah. Just waiting. Right. For people to embrace well, it. Well, they, they did a brand <laughs> refresh. Did they? They did. And uh-huh. that popped it. And so they, they, all of a sudden, they had great distribution. Yeah. So something happened there. Right. But I'm Pomplamoose all the way. No way. I am, I'm Pamps. Got to have my Pamps. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they're, um, they're a brand from Michigan, but everything is in en français. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> Pomplamoose. Yeah, yeah. You Pomp- like a lot Pomplamoose. Yeah. <laughs> Michigan. Oh, yes. Oh, the UP. My Comoditan 8 Mile. <laughs> <laughs> Raspberry. So do you have a favorite? Is it just uh, lime? I like lemon. Lemon. I love the lemon. Limon. So lemon good. is good. Lime, mm-hmm. lemon mm-hmm. are terrific. 
I'll drink. I'll but drink I love it all. the pamps. I love pamps. Just don't give me. Uh, don't give me the Coke. blue one. I don't want the coconut one. That's the one I don't drink want. The, I'll drink the coconut. The blue one's the plain one, isn't it? The blue's plain. I feel like. What? I feel like I'm living a lie when I'm right. eating that. Yes. That's, that's, what is plain? That is my favorite. I can't Are handle the, the bold flavors and the sweetness of the others. They're not sweet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, to you, they aren't. <laughs> sugar bear. <laughs> sugar bear. Sugar bear. I find all of them undrinkable. Is that you right? You can't do it? Utterly undrinkable. What's your daily drink, though? Let's examine this, I Jamie. drink uh, coffee. Water and beer is pretty much my daily intake. What mm-hmm. happened to all the bacon fat? Well, that too, and <laughs> and boot sweat. <laughs> but you know, that's only when I need a little pick. Oh yeah, in the a afternoon. little bit of boot sweat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I just I find them not like. It's a powerful yeah, tonic. Yeah. Is there something you guys aren't telling me about this podcast? Is it's this... A, it's a little. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Is this why I'm here? <laughs> so let's see your feet. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get down to brass tacks. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm very popular with yes. certain groups oh, of people, if you know goodness. what I mean. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Well, uh, I Jane, really hope my mom listens to this. Yeah. yeah. It's mm-hmm. good. It's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we've done two respectable segments so far. Oh. I think, yes. Yeah. All right. Jamie, we've been talking to Patrice about – Jamie just walked in. I'm just here in, now. Living in uh, yeah. New York. New York. Oh, nice. And uh, the yeah. difference got a terrible accent now. I mean, I think my accent's the same, right? It hasn't yeah, changed. Yeah, it hasn't changed. <laughs> oh, come on. It hasn't changed. She got, now, that was, that was real fear there. What? No, no. you're really hit a nerve, Lou. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, so. People accents. ask me all the time if I'm from Canada there, which I I'm think. just like, yeah, basically without the health care. <laughs> yes. <Right. laughs> Canadian. We have all the other things. Right, they have manners. The <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so it seems like there's lots of different. What are the things that are similar about living in New York and living here? Are there things that you kind of pick up on that are similar? Yeah, I think that it's been very helpful that I've. I'm a lifelong townie. Really oh yeah. Grew up downtown. Um. Because I really was a little scared to move to the big city. I thought like, oh, there's going to be some crazy stuff that I see. and Right, yeah. There is some crazy stuff that I see. But I realized that downtown Juneau is – it's pretty real. Yeah. You know? I mean it's smaller but – Yeah, but it's fairly concentrated there's, insanity there's that happens There's stuff going on, there. sure. So, yeah. There's that episode of 30 Rock. I don't know if you guys ever watched that show where Tina Fey is like skipping down the street. She's like, oh, springtime in New York. You know, it's the best. And then a bum like spits in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's the perfect <clears throat> Yeah. That's a perfect example of what living in New York is constantly. It's like you're having you're romanced by it and then you are witnessing a human taking a dump on the street <laughs> and you're like, I don't know. Yeah, this right. just is it's not even more romantic than I could have possibly imagined. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. You're just like covered in sweat. It's like the third train you've been on. Oh, you know? right. <laughs> like, and just experiencing other people's yeah, closeness to other people and stuff. Oh, public transport can be tough. Yeah. You're like right up. You're so close to people all the yeah. time. That's yeah. the worst part, I think. It is bad. It's really rough. I don't miss that a bit mm-hmm. about well, like, living yeah. in urban areas. And like transit cars that are full mm-hmm. and then take on between two to 3,000 more people. Like yeah. that's the thing I remember. Yeah. 
when I lived in Chicago, it was like, oh, I'm on a train that's full. And then you stop and there's all these people on the platform and mm-hmm. they all get on the train still. And then you're just just arm trapped and other arm trapped and yeah. very intimate with your fellow people. Right. Yeah. Which I love and hate. It just depends on if I'm ready for it. But the MTA, I'm sure you guys maybe have seen the news stories about the subway in, in New York lately. It's just gotten worse and worse. So um, it's really overcrowded and it's falling apart. Like the whole infrastructure of the trains is like shutting down and hasn't been refurbished since the 1960s. So, And how about, how about uh, wildlife? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. So I think the things that you worry about in in yeah. Alaska are uh, usually things you can see. Right. They're coming at you. They're right. big. They're right, intimidating. Right, right. right. Yeah. But uh, we're gonna get into this. We're gonna do I this you, right here. Right now. I think now. we should do it. Let's talk about them. <laughs> like pizza rat. Like rats. Yeah. <laughs> pizza rat. Have you seen that? It was like seen... a vine of a rat dragging a piece of pizza. Yeah. Subway stairs. See... <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> that was the first Ninja time Turtles. I've ever liked a rat. <laughs> I relate to this guy. Yeah, yeah. this guy. I know. I get inside this guy's head. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's just different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's... I was blown away when I when I was visiting my sister in Manhattan. I was blown away by Garbage Day. I couldn't believe that's still how mm-hmm. it operates. And like, what should be, what really is the wealthiest city on the face of the earth? And the way that garbage happens is everyone just throws a gigantic pile of garbage on the sidewalk in just bags, and then yeah. and and they're alive with rats. <laughs> they are al- they are absolutely bulging with rats. Yeah. And then they come and they pick them up. Maybe. Yeah. Like one of the days. It could happen. <laughs> right. It's it just, just is wild to me. Just, there's no room for garbage cans in New York? Not really. No. I just think it's a system, kind of system, that just has been what it's been always. And and I don't know why it's that way. I just don't know why it's that way. Why why we couldn't come up with some sort of... And the chamber pots. <clears throat> I mean, yes. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Get with it, New York. It's really about time that they fixed that. (laughs) Well, if you pay attention closely on the street, you'll see um, bottles of pee everywhere in New York City. And the reason for that is that that the drivers work very long shifts and drivers that work for Uber or Lyft, not necessarily personal drivers because that's the upper crust of drivers, usually have to work anywhere from 9 to 14 hours a day. Sitting, cramped. So they pee in bottles in their car and they just throw them on the side of the road. Nice. So that's another. It's a newer. Yeah, there's all kinds of things that you notice after you live there for a while that, Mm. you know, you think, oh, it's so big and glitzy, but. Is there a preferred Mm. bottle? I think Gatorade. Wide mouth. There's a certain girth Mm. to it. (laughs) Yes, wide mouth. Good good landing area in there. Yeah. Wait, I don't see what's wrong with a regular size bottle. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I use them all the time. I'll tell tell you later. I always can. I'm going to let Andy handle this one. (laughs) Uncle Dad will talk later. (laughs) (laughs) Do, 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 do. Uncle Dad. Should have a segment. It's a segment. People Uncle call Dad. in. Yeah. Sexual health Uncle questions. Dad. Yeah. With Uncle Dad. Well, just don't touch it. <laughs> just leave it be, kid. Thanks, Uncle Dad. Go on its own. Uncle just, Dad, is it yeah. wrong to pick your nose with your big toe? <laughs> no, but just don't. Just why don't you just knock it off? That's what Uncle Dad would say to a lot of the questions. I'll tell you what you do. You knock it off. Just stop Next. fiddling with that thing. It'll get better. Yeah. With anyway. Uncle Dad. <laughs> With Uncle Dad. Nice. 
All right. Well, uh, we're talking yeah. to Patrice Helmar here. Juno's own, one of the shining lights, stars of Juno. Jesus. I hope not. <laughs> You not to just what are some of the things that you've been uh, you've been now a professor at Columbia and yeah. Pratt Institute and is mm-hmm. that Pratt Institute is that correct Yeah mm-hmm. and um, and uh, you've gotten to do a lot of different work yeah. different projects What are some of the ones that you really look back on and say Wow that was boy that was exciting and really great to work on Yeah um, Well I've been included in a few exhibitions that are really exciting, um, and I'm curating a show right now, the Backyard Biennial, which is going to happen in my backyard in Queens in September. That's I'm pretty pumped about. Wow! Wow, the Backyard Biennial. Yeah, instead of the Biennale. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) a little less fancy. (laughs) And not in Venice. (laughs) Not in Venice at all. Not in Venice. It's in in the Venice of New York. It's in Queens. (laughs) It's in Ridgewood. Your backyard is the Venice of New York. (laughs) It's true. Yeah, Yeah, it gets flooded every now and then. Yeah, that does happen. Yeah. So, well, that's exciting. Yeah, so I've done some, you know, curatorial projects that have been fun. and uh, Any particular things? Like I know, for instance, I've seen some of your work that you did in Iceland. Yeah. That was really – that to me I thought was really powerful. I think – yeah, that was on a good photo blog. I think, you know, there was a story on Huffington Post that was really cool. Um, Yeah, my photos have been in Vice magazine, which is fun. Uh, It's just like I'm always hustling. That's the – the reality is that if you're – like you guys know this, you know this, uh, Lou, is that when you work for yourself, you're always kind of looking for the next gig or hiding from it. The other <laughs> <end>. <laughs> yeah. Well, what should I not do today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, those have all been rewarding, but I think I really like collaborating with different artists and bringing people together. Um I started the Marble Hill Camera and Supper Club at my house in the Bronx, and that was a way to get <clears throat> artists in New York to just hang out with each other and be mm. make eye contact. Yeah, <laughs> right. get out of their basements. Exactly. And, yeah, nice. I was like, I'm tired of trying to talk to people in galleries. This isn't working. So let's have this monthly lecture series. So and you that, bring in a different speaker, or you just line someone else, someone up that's going to talk a little bit, and then it, then it's a social gathering as well. Yeah, yeah, I made a huge meal every month. I'd ask for, <clears throat> you know, photographers, artists, or writers to show their work, do like a 15-minute slideshow or talk. Um, and then the audience could ask questions, and then we just all hung out the whole night. And nothing like that was happening in the city, and people were blown away that somebody was doing that, like, in their home. That's <laughs> a little bit of Juno in a way, isn't it? It was a really Juno thing to do. Yeah. yeah. yeah totally. Photo potluck time. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> right, potluck. <laughs> yeah. It was funny because we get some – you know, some really pretty, uh, serious, big deal people up there, and they'd be like, this is great. <laughs> right. I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. Did you make this chili? And I'd be like, yes, I did. Yes. Who, who did you have this? Yeah. Who did you have make this chili Who's for you? Who's the caterer? Yeah. <laughs> my dad made the worst chili number. I ever had in my life. What did he make it out of? He, my dad mistakenly put in, instead of chili powder, he dumped in a bunch of cinnamon. <laughs> It's like Greek chili. Did you guys have, did you guys eat it? Yeah, we ate it. <laughs> oh God! Wait, why is it like Greek chili? Uh, Do they like cinnamon? They put cinnamon in it. Oh, really? I didn't there's know a lot that. of chili. Like Cincinnati chili has mm. cinnamon in it and stuff. So cinnamon can be an ingredient in chili, but not like 
not yeah, replacement three tablespoons. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't like cinnamon for years after that. Did you guys oh, eat man. it all? Oh, yes. <laughs> they ate it. Yeah. You know what his dad always said? We ate it because the dog didn't want to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Once the dog passes it up, it's just left to you. And you know, that dog was a beagle. Yeah, and right. beagles eat just about anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> I identify with the beagle. <laughs> yeah, you too. <laughs> <laughs> I should get you a, pug, a beagle shirt instead of a pug shirt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd be into that. Any sort of, you know, animal. Animal face, large. A face. Writ, writ large. I don't wear print. But I'll wear a face, like a giant face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jamie's face. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's like a clothing tagline. So, I don't wear print, but I, I'll wear a face. I want to ask you guys about your kind of your friendship or your bromance that you have with yes. each other because I think it's We're really friends. awesome. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, well, I think I it's it, I think it's really cool because you know one thing about Juno is that it's a pretty tough place. I don't know if you guys realize that. I mean, we can joke about how wonderful it is, but it's also it gets really dark in the winter. And oh yeah, it's it's rugged to live here. It's kind of times. a bummer sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and I think one of the bright spots is that you guys are like doing something positive. You started this podcast, but how did you guys kind of? How did you meet? Or how did this? Jamie and I met because we were playing noontime basketball together. That's right, and we were the only two people coming from downtown. The first time we ever met was on the phone. I was living in Phoenix for about six months and was trying to get back to Juno. And I did a job interview, and Jamie was one of the people one on of the, the interview. Interviewers, yes. But they rejected me. We did not hire him. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. But it's okay. It all worked out. I got hung a up and really I said, great I job. Hope that guy never comes back right. to town. Yeah. He seems qualified for the position, but let's keep him out of Juno. And I think we yeah. only put that together like two years after we yeah. knew each other. It took a while. Yeah. yeah. We were like, yeah, you know, I applied for it at that. Mm-hmm. But, oh. Wait a minute. Were you the guy on the phone? You know. Yeah. Now, was... obviously, I didn't meet these guys playing basketball, being the guy who's <laughs> half a foot shorter than these gargantuans. Yeah, so I don't know how I met you. I met you through Jamie. Well, I I knew Pat. I knew Pat well, Race, uh, your, th- your business partner. I think partner. you caught me rummaging <laughs> through your garbage can one day. <laughs> really? Did it chase you away with a broom? Yeah, yeah. That happened three or four days, and finally I invited him in for a beer. <laughs> raccoon out there yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't we, know. we met through uh jamie at a house party yeah jamie's place when, oh, jamie's yeah, that pla- could be. oh mm-hmm. maybe that's right yeah, yeah. that's so. probably the first time i met because i met you lou when we hired you guys to make a website for us you did and you yeah. guys made that uh turkey turkey loaf loaf feast as thanks we had the baron off Ooh. Cater a turkey loaf feast and surprised them with it. <laughs> did you know that they came in loaves? <laughs> why why did a turkey loaf? It's very Jamie. specialized turkey. <laughs> uh, it was a turkey loaf because in early iterations of the website, every time, you know, when you like draft up a website, you need to put like fake content in there. Yeah. And they were always putting a picture of a turkey loaf somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it became like find the turkey loaf a little bit. So we thought it was an appropriate way to honor them. So we went to the Baranoff's lead caterer and said, you guys ever, do you guys do turkey? And he said, oh, we do. And I said, how about in loaf form? <laughs> And I think he actually said, let me get back to you. He right. called us like a couple days later. Right. I'm going to have to call a specialist. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, we can do that. Apparently it comes in loaves. What yeah. part of the turkey is the loaf? Apparently you just put the whole turkey in like a puree grinder and then just mold it and you're done. Wow. <laughs> Mechanically yeah. separated. But it was, yeah. I mean, I would say it was it was mm-hmm. interesting. Like, because I met Andy because we, we were the two people downtown. And so we would 
chat every day for seven minutes between downtown and Mount Jumbo Gym and wait back. on the bus on the, uh, in the car. I would pick yeah. him up and drive oh. over to Jumbo Gym where we play basketball every. Yeah, and I didn't have a car a and I needed a ride every day. Um, but then you like move beyond that to like I think we started like even because we were talking about like the Iron Sheik started or with this hand holding at first old, on the drive. Yeah, <laughs> one day we there was a bucket of popcorn in the car and we both reached in at the same time. <laughs> it was that know? awkward yeah. touching moment. Yeah. yeah. But it was, you know, it was that thing of like as an adult, it's all—it's not like dating, but it is like growing a friendship out of whole cloth like yeah, that. It, is, becoming friends as adults yeah. is a is it's a hard. weird it's process. Weird, yeah, because it really was like, oh, let's email about the Iron Sheik, and then it was like ask. It was almost like asking each other out. Like, <laughs> hey, there's a basketball game on. You want to come over? Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, I'll do weird. that. And I then, was wondering if yeah. maybe if I don't know, we we don't know each other that well, but if you were <laughs> maybe interested in coming to a. Movie or basketball game. Yeah. <laughs> no big deal, but if you're not busy later, you know. You know, you know. Just, yeah. right. Says Lou, no I big, took, no, took no, me a minute to no realize big. you were recreating. Andy was moment. looking very was nervous. Like, yeah. Now the next step is for you to give me Where's Lou your number, but to make it wrong on purpose. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because all these studies show that one of the things that promotes longevity Right, we live longer if we have friendships. Yeah, and and adult friendships are tough. And the older we get, the harder it is to make a real friend. Yeah, and it's also hard to recover from losing a buddy. Right, like if you guys were ever to break up. Yeah, well, if someone moves someone, or someone, someone away, passes yeah. away or as as yeah. we as we get older, that kind of thing. Yeah, that kind of stuff's tough. So I just wanted to say I think it's cool. I love your photos for the podcast. I love the one of you guys looking majestic, wearing the pug shirts. Yes. yes. That's yes. really – I'm into it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I think it's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for coming in, Patrice. Thanks, Awesome Adrian. to talk to you. And uh, fun to be back in the studio with you. Yeah. It's been a long time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's planned Ooh. it that way. <laughs> Morning drive time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And that's, uh, that's this part for a bridge from nowhere. 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 <laughs> Disappointment. Come on, Lou. <laughs> Come on, sound boy. Make something funny. Nowhere. Nowhere. Bridge from Nowhere hosts have been traveling, and uh, Jamie just got back from his home state of Minnesota. He got to go to his childhood haunt of the Minnesota State Fair. I 
forgot to talk about the, the butter carving ladies. That was the oh, other thing. What are their yes. names? At Princess the, K of the Milky Way. And can, this is the Minnesota State Fair we're talking Minnesota about. Minnesota State Fair in the Dairy Building, which is quite a, a building I recommend if you go to the Minnesota State now, Fair. Now, what were the... We, we'll, maybe we'll even go back to the magic of radio back in time to when you were walking oh, around the oh, State Fair yeah. alone. But yeah. um, you went by the beef... Or no, the, you went by the pigs. The swine barn. Swine barn. Oh, we went in the swine barn. Yes. And? Where we met Rocky, the 1,400-pound boar. <laughs> Are these the uh, prize-winning pigs and hogs? This is the biggest hog. Oh, it was out of person. No. No, it was, <laughs> it was the biggest hog. Which oh, they always man. like put in like a separate place what and they have a Rocky, big sign. Did, could Rocky get around? He was just laying there. Yeah. What does a 1,400-pound hog look like? He just looked delicious. <laughs> he looked delicious. <laughs> was he sweating? I did that thing like they do in cartoons where I just imagined, just imagined him it's just it. ham just and ribs and everything. Yeah. Just an 800-pound ham. He was asleep. It was interesting. Almost all of the pigs were just sleeping. Well, they're mm. big and fat. Yeah, and there's not much for them to do. No. They're just like, I'm going to lay down. They're yeah. bored and they're hugely yeah. fat. Yeah. So, I mean, they're what big, are they going to do? fat, prize hogs. What We've smells been, worse, what? a 1,400-pound hog or person? <laughs> a hog. Now, here's the thing. What I feel like, we've enabled the swine their condition. Yeah, well, we've yeah, really we enabled them. They're pretty them. smart, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean is... the wild boar runs free still and kills people. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's majestic it's and magnificent. Yeah. The pig, not so much. <laughs> God bless them. They're adorable, though. There was one I got to scratch his ears and, like, Are they floppy one? like a no, dog? No, like, just like a normal sized pig. Yeah. yeah. No, they were, he was just, he's all like, his hair is, like, really coarse and bristly. Like, bristly, yeah. But he was cute. Yeah. And we went and saw the sheep and the chickens and all the weird birds. They had a bunch of weird pigeons and peacocks and stuff like that, which I was not comfortable with, but that oh. was okay. Um, what kind of person wants to raise weird birds? The pigeon class was really interesting to me. There were all these weird – that was like the biggest pigeon I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it was Jamie's like making yeah, dimensions with his hands. He oh, made, yes, made a size about yeah. 24 size inches a, by 18 inches. size of a medium-sized dog you were just yeah, doing with your huge, hands. Yeah, it yeah. wow. would be like if you cut my torso off at the waist and like, put a pigeon butt on like it. The... <laughs> if you can picture that, folks. Ugh. Yeah. Like the biggest rabbit you've ever seen. It was huge, and it just it had the same coloration as a pigeon, and I kind of saw it like from a couple rows over, and I was like, "That's a big freaking pigeon." Yeah. And then maybe you kind of think like, "Well, maybe it's weird perspective because he's with all these other weird like roadrunnery looking birds," and then you get over there, you're like, "That's just a monstrous pigeon." How they, it, could it fly? I don't know. It was in a cage. So how did they make it so big? I don't know either, but they clearly put some work into it. It won like the prize. And, I, and the prize is not just for – I mean, it was a magnificent pigeon, if I may say. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was a mag- now, was it just a normal pigeon, like a rock dove, or was it some sort of morning it was, dove? It was rock dove, yeah. It oh. was just a pigeon. It's like just a pigeon. Like, yeah, it's like a pigeon. City but like, pigeon. like twice as big as the pigeons we have here. Oh, they, they're mm. Asiatic, right? The Asiatic pigeon so, is, yes. the, is the city pigeon. The from, rock dove. From the Mongolian – from the steppes. Yeah. Is where they think that pigeons originated from. And all those vile, horrible pigeons that are everywhere. Now they're just flying rats in all of America's uh, cities. Yeah. So they are the original Golden Horde. Oh. They've maybe. taken over. Do you remember, the? <laughs> were you guys here the winter of the death of the pigeons? No. I was. And they were going to follow up and Wait, tell us the cause. Maybe of, I was too then. So our pigeons were. I know the cause. Exa- what, what were happening was to it the you? pigeons? <laughs> they were, said that I thought well, it was I'll, you. I'll let you know after Lou. Were they just dying normally? I mean, just falling down or what? what? No, don't you remember? No. Oh, no. my God. It was 
horrific and amazing. Uh, and I was working downtown at the time, so I would walk from my house, which is also downtown. So I'd just walk a few blocks, and I'd go past the sidewalk. And you'd go walk down the sidewalk. It was a cold, cold winter, hard, hard freeze. And there had been a couple of snowfalls and, like, a little bit of rain in between, so slick sidewalks. You'd walk down the sidewalk, and you'd start seeing, like, just severed pieces of pigeons everywhere. How do I not remember this? Well, I don't know. It, it was the year before I met you. But I was living here. Yeah, I was working at that software company. It was after I had interviewed with wow. you. I, th- I think you would black out and then go kill pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, we filed the source. It could be. I do. <laughs> All you remember is running the fast, yes. like tunnel vision, running Tremor. and flying, and a lot waking of up every morning a lot with of crazy cooing. Yeah. <laughs> waking up every morning with torn and pants, waking up, <laughs> exhausted. <laughs> what like, have I done? What yeah. have I done? Just mouthful of feathers. Yeah, just waking up like Bruce Banner every morning. Just <laughs> oh, where am I? What have I done? <laughs> just a handful of beaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I clearly have blocked that out. So here's what was going on was um, you. So there was a bloodbath of pigeons, and it was every day. So here's the scenario that happened was that it was a hard, hard freeze, and there were it was really super cold that winter, and um, the sidewalks were really slick. The city had invested in buying a new type of salt, which was an effective chemical salt for the sidewalks. The pigeons were eating the salt. Oh no! Why were they eating the salt? Well, they eat grist. They eat pigeons, and they also they eat. You know, all birds eat <laughs> for little the rocks gizzard. They, for yeah. the gizzard. For yeah. the gizzard, right? Yeah. So they were eating the salt. The salt was making them loopy. Oh. The ravens picked up on the fact that the pigeons weren't as fast as they used to be. Oh my! And the ravens were descending wow. on the pigeons, and r- I watched ravens draw and quarter pigeons. Wow! Because oh. I was in an I was in a uh, an office building, the Seward Building over here, which is like across from Salt and all that area. And you had a had a view down on a couple of sidewalks, and we'd watch, and like we we're like, oh, here comes some wow, and they would like a pigeon, like kind of stumble, like here I'm going, I'm going home, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, don't drive, yeah. don't drive, <laughs> be safe out there. I'm going to take my keys. I'm going to walk, and he walking <laughs> home, and it's just kind of a little stumbly, and like one raven would come down, and would like kind of look at him and peck at him one time. And then the raven, you could just hear like the raven would go, oh. <laughs> wow. And five other ravens would descend Whoa. and they'd grab, one would grab every part and they would just rip. And it was, I mean, it was. Did wow. they do any pecking? They pecked. They did they all have heavy pecking. And they also, spills, they're not yeah. clean killers. You know, they're not raptors, right? Mm-hmm. Ravens are songbirds. They're the world's largest songbird. Is a raven because their song is beautiful. Because their song is lovely, <laughs> such as. <laughs> so yeah, so they're not clean killers. You know, it's like death by monkeys. You know that whole thing oh. of like monkeys will kill you, but they're not clean about no. it. They'll just do whatever. They'll dig in their fingernails, and and that's what was happening with these ravens. They were picking these things apart. So it wasn't a clean kill. You know, when you see a eagle or a falcon kill a duck, like it's. Kind of like startling, but it's like immediate, clean, boom, mm-hmm. it happened, it's over. 
these things, it was not over. Oh, God. It was a struggle. It was miserable. Man, I have no memory of that. I and must have was, been living here. And it was all because of this salt. They were using no the salt, and they were like, eh, eh, I feel funny. <laughs> I feel good. Yeah, it's all right, guys. I feel good. Can I get me some of that salt? <laughs> yeah, well, mm. that's the salt that people were then Did they smoking and becoming Jesus. Oh, and then like <laughs> eating each other's faces? Was it the face-eating salt? <laughs> well, I don't know. I, to me, it's, in my mind, it is. <laughs> it should be, right? Yeah, right. Anyway, that was the... I've eaten this salt and I'm going to eat your face. Right, right. Yeah. No, I like that tough. monster from the second episode of the original Star Trek. Oh. The salt monster? The salt monster. The salt monster. <laughs> sickly sweet, honey. <laughs> honey, sickly sweet. <laughs> Bones. Bones was in love with her. Mm, right? Bones. Never, oh, McCoy. He turned McCoy. In, cool. She turned into his ugly ex-girlfriend or something. <laughs> right, right. His, like, her, his, his mannish-looking ex-girlfriend. <laughs> I loved her hands. <laughs> her huge hands. <laughs> Planter's hands. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> you don't remember that? No. That was part of it. You guys are in it. <laughs> I mean, that's... That was definitely I'm not part as of deep it. into that. No, that was definitely part of it. I don't even remember any of that particular episode of oh, Star Trek. Oh, it was Trek. a good one. It was a good oh. one. And in the end, she was this horrible sucker monster. What's oh, the veneer? Terrible face. Look at her, McCoy. Look at her. That's really her. It's just like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so the other thing they had at the fair, which was which is great, is Princess K of the Milky Way, which there's like 12 finalists, and they carve them in butter. And each one gets a like nine, a lifelike representation yeah, of like their like a bust, like the head and shoulders. Did it's, you see the real person and the bust? Yes. And yes. Was I the actually bust? witnessed because I got there in the morning. I witnessed for a few minutes the actual carving process because they they do it at the fair. Did they have to keep it cold when they? Yeah, carve it's it? in this cold octagonal <laughs> room that is all windows <laughs> and it and it cir- it like cir- it uh, rotates the whole time inside there, <laughs> and it's weird. Can you imagine <laughs> being an artist like? You know, like this is like you guys must really yeah. be questioning your life in a way. Here I am, like, yeah. at a fair <laughs> yeah. and a rotating in octagon. I was at Juilliard, <laughs> carving butter, sculpting yeah. a woman out of butter. I mean, the funnier thing, in a way, that like the the woman who's getting carved, <clears throat> like they just sit there on a chair. Well, the the artist is busy, right? So they're just sort of. I had imagined once you've got your ninety pound block of butter. And your subject, you're just in it, right? Like you're in the yeah, process. Right. The person just has to sit there still while they're slowly rotating around while a bunch of people are just Look staring at you. A bunch at of mouth-breathing yeah, pork chop just, on a stick eating uh, Midwesterners a, a come guy over and standing stare. there with two pork chops on a stick just staring, staring at you through at the window. at the block of butter, yeah. not even noticing a woman in no, there. Yeah. They so, don't even see me. Yeah. So, but it's like it's it's like a room, and on the edges of the whole circle inside are each block of butter for each of the twelve women who are going to be carved, and those are slowly rotating on the outside, and then on a little elevated thing in the middle, they're carving the live one, right? So as you stand there, and they rotate around, and that's fun, and you watch them carve. But the thing I found really ominous was that there are just some ninety-pound blocks of butter with like a woman's face. <laughs> taped to it. Oh, no. Like, that's going to become that's her. a block of butter. Or maybe that's what they turned her into. It was really... Yeah, right. Yeah, or maybe was, she didn't work out. It was weirdly unsettling <laughs> to be like, that's just really creepy Is that and before awful. or after? Yeah, it was like somehow she was transformed into this or like that's all we have left of her. You know, like... That's all she is to us now. Yeah, it could be a good Star Trek episode. It was yes. really weird. And so the other thing I loved what is that. What would you choose? <laughs> and then at the end, and this part I really loved too. At the end, each 
finalist gets to take her butter bust home with her. <laughs> so weird. And it's like four feet. Like by what do you? What do they two do? Feet by, Does I mean, the family eat it? You'd have to empty out like your whole refrigerator and take the shelves out to fit this thing inside. <laughs> right. So I thought about like. So if, what do you? What do they do? I don't with know. It? They take it's it home. It's the middle of summer. Yeah. So it's not like yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a frozen block of butter. And you just take it home and put it in the fridge. Now, did you feel... But then can you imagine, like, you go to the fridge to get your butter. (laughs) (laughs) Carve your... Just carve carve out. Carve the eye out of your daughter. Yeah, of your daughter. Yeah, it's just horrific. (laughs) My butter daughter. Yeah. (laughs) Just, like, taking out an ear to cook up some meat. Don't you touch Josephine! (laughs) She's delicious. It's really God help me. She's delicious. <laughs> so good. Mashed potatoes again. Oh no! Or just like six weeks later, you open the fridge and it's just like a half a head, and it's all like a diagonal, like blorped, melted bit of your face just in your fridge, like, staring back at you. Yeah, the whole thing is amazing. Yeah, it's really quite something. And did so. you feel that uh, having seen the woman being carved and the carving was the carving accurate? They're pretty good, actually. Yeah. Yeah. They look like a lovely they are lady. Eerily, yeah, they're yeah. really good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they they do a nice job. And yeah, is it finally. the same artist? Well, I only saw the one. So because oh, okay. it takes like six to eight hours, I think, and they do it in little shifts because you can't only really sit in there for as long because it's cold. cold. It's like freezing in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they do it in little shifts, and then they get out, and then the woman like walks around and meets the kids and all that stuff, and then they get back into the gives they, them, they gives get the back, kids shavings of the woman's face. They get back into the. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a little bit I'm not going to use. What do they do with the shavings and the pieces? You know, I don't know, actually. They were just kind of Does on the floor. Does it run into a gutter t- outside, no, into a trough for the viewers? <laughs> and then I stuck my mouth on it. and oh. I don't know. They, they were just on the floor, and then they were gone when I came back. So I don't know. Um, oh, man. Yeah, but it's it's good stuff. What was I going to say? I don't remember. <laughs> it's, a, well, yeah. it's wild. To... The cold octagon. Yes. Oh, right. Yeah. And, but just, I'm really Two like, women enter. One I don't know if I've ever leaves. been more like weirdly disturbed by the 90 pound blocks of butter with like a woman's face just, just pasted to the outside. Just on there. Just like stuck on there, like, well, this is going to be jo- <laughs> Josephine tomorrow. <laughs> Your number's coming up, Josephine. Yeah, man, this is you. So it's good stuff. Yeah, the butter carvings. You pay me now. Or pay but they're—I mean—they're—they're they're beautiful. It's—it's it's gorgeous artistic work too. I may say it's—it's it's weird and funny and everything too. Uh, but it's—they're really quite lovely. Well, I thought okay. about like lurking outside the building and seeing if I could like get a signature. Well, <laughs> maybe or even like because I, I got to figure like we were talking Lick about its like ear, like it's <laughs> <laughs> just run by and grab a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's got long hair. Yeah. Or just, you know, ask people, like, are you really going to take that home? Yeah, right, right. Can I? I'll take that off your hands. Yeah. Now, it was a lot of time and effort spent on the hair? Yes. Right. Yes. Lots of curly hair. Cur- like a lot whatever. of long, kind of straight Minnesota hair. You know. But this year they went with all bald models. <laughs> they did. Yeah. <laughs> making a statement. That's really the secret, too, to getting to win. Like, well, that's a carvable. Yeah. <laughs> They're trying to get Sinead O'Connor to play next year. So <laughs> just doing that for yeah. her. Yeah, yeah I know nice. a lot of work on the hair. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of work on yeah. the hair. Why do you say long and straight? Is that a That's Midwestern a, I mean, a thing? Lot of, I would say That's a lot a, of Midwestern people. Yeah, kind of just long, it's straight hair. It's modern very, style, too. Right? Yeah. Like in the 80s, it would have been a lot of curls. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's a like Scandinavian people, you know, tend to just have kind of long, straight hair. Sure. I would say oh, Swedes. Oh. Oh yeah! What was the entertainment like this year? Who was playing? Did you um, see any? Usher was playing the grandstand. Usher, Usher, yeah. Usher. So it's 
It was funny. I was walking around with my pork chops and my corn, and Usher was doing his sound check at like eleven in the morning, and you could just hear him just booming out. And it just doesn't no, fit with no. the Minnesota State Fair. Usher, Usher. Yeah, um, Usher was playing. We didn't see a lot. Oh, I saw like a good. There was like the uh, the Mindekugels. That's not going to be their real name, but it was a German umpapa band. Ah. That was pretty solid. Yeah, a lot of tubas. Yeah, good polka stuff. Tuba solo. The old Schmengi's brothers. Some hot tuba. I love that Schmengi's brothers bit. Oh my god, they were the best. Yeah, that was good. That's some hot tuba. That's some hot tuba. Yeah, there was some hot tuba. Oh yeah, these guys. Oh yeah, they're killing it. Yeah, good facial hair. I mean, every later hose and everything you would want. Yeah. That was it. We didn't really uh, see a lot of other shows that I remember. The the farm animals were excellent, you know, mm-hmm. as they always are. Mm-hmm. The the oh, there was a milk <laughs> the milk the milk and the cookies. Oh, we we milk well bar. we got the cookies, but then when we went back, we went to the milk bar early. It's two dollars now for all the milk. You what? Get. I know it's that an, is outrage. an out- What? It is an out. See, things have changed. Rage. Yeah. Two dollars for all the milk you can drink. It was an outrage, and then, <laughs> so then we had a little bit, and then it was funny how we all kept our cups all day, even though it's two dollars to do it again. <laughs> like somehow oh. it felt like oh, a two dollars. Put cup. my cup in my pocket, <laughs> yeah, you know. Right. Um, get more milk with this. But then we went and got more cookies. We got went and got cookies. Like and it was like late in the evening, like nine o'clock. We're like, all right, we're gonna end at the milk bar. We'll just sit here and shovel in cookies and drink milk. And they closed at nine o'clock. We missed it by like ten minutes. And now, went, what varieties do they have there? They have they have white milk and chocolate milk. The mm-hmm. whole milk. Uh, it was two percent milk. Now two another big per- change. What? Yeah. What? And you have to pay more for it. I know it's crazy. Yeah, paying well, more for less fat. Why would they change? Pick two percent for a fair? I don't know. The people apparently have spoken. Uh. I don't know. I think it's because I left. Mm. I would almost. I, would, I think yeah, I would prefer half and half. Yeah, I would actually, if they had like a half and half option, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Heavy oh, like the cream. little like the little shooters I used to drink yeah. when I was a kid. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so that was like a huge. We were like bereft. We were lost. We were like, what do we do? And I went to the booth next to the all you can drink milk stand, and I asked them if they sold milk by chance because they were like an ice cream stand. And the lady was like, Oh no, maybe we should. You know, that's a good idea. But apparently, she told me that. It's like a bar. They have like they ring a huge bell and they have like a last call to get your last milk at nine o'clock. <laughs> and which a I'm, flock comes. Which I'm sorry I missed. Well, that's another bridge from nowhere in the books. Thanks to our guest today, Patrice Helmar. Check out her beautiful photography at patricehelmar.com. Thanks to our house band playing all original music, George Kuhar and Steve Nelson are cool, son. Thanks to KTOO and Alaska Robotics, and thanks to Allie and Jen and Heather for all their help and support. For more info on Bridge From Nowhere and all our shows, you can go to our website at bridgefromnowhere.com. You can go to iTunes, Stitcher, Reddit, and of course, Napster. And when you listen, please subscribe and comment and link to our page. We appreciate that very much. That's it from all of us today on the Bridge from Nowhere crew. We've burned another bridge. <laughs> <laughs>